1: well, My name's Joe Anderson, Certified Financial Planner with Alan Klofein. He's a CPA. Thank you for tuning in. Our 2, right here on AM760 KFMB. You know, Al, when you're in your 20s and 30s, you can afford to take on risk with your investments. And we see that quite a bit, right? We, we do. And then uh, when you hit your 60s, 50s, 60s, and late 60s, early 70s, they're investing still like they are in their 20s.
2: A lot of people do.
1: Right. Because when you're in your 20s and 30s, you've got a long runway in front of you. You can afford to take on risk. But if you're retired or even close to retiring, risk is enemy number one. Taking on too much risk at that stage of the game could be devastating because you may never recover. When you think of risk, what's the first thing you think of? You probably think of investment risk, right? Am I risking too much money in the stock market? But here's something that you probably haven't thought of. Risk comes in many different shapes and sizes. In fact, there are co- countless ways you could be taking on too much risk right now, and you don't even know it. There's risk in living a really long life. There's risk if you're hit with an unexpected healthcare or medical expense. There's risk if you're not properly diversified. And there's even risk if you think you know it all, right? Is it possible? You're needlessly putting your money at risk right now. I would say the answer is yes, right? But as investors, we are taking risk. So if I have all my money sitting in cash, I'm taking on risk. And we talked a little bit about this last week too. It's this whole game of protecting your purchasing power, right? And then protecting your principal. Sure. And so those are two different things. You want to protect your principal because I'm retired. i got to live out that principal. But then again, you have to think about protecting the purchasing power so that you can maintain the lifestyle that you're accustomed to for the next 20, 30 years in retirement.
2: Right. Absolutely, Joe. And and gosh, there's so many risks when you think about it. And, And interestingly enough, uh, yesterday, I was I was looking at a retirement quiz by Fidelity, and they asked a bunch of questions to baby boomers. And I think this will kind of we'll have a little discussion, Joe, because this will identify some of the risks that you need to think about. And the first question they had uh, was, what, "At what age do you expect to retire?" And 37% of baby boomers thought it would be 64 and younger. 63% thought it would be 65 and older but the reality is the average retirement age for Americans is 61, right? right. And we've talked about this before, why that happens. Half of uh,
1: people are forced into early retirement. Early
2: retirement because they get phased out of their job for their own health reasons or they're taking care of an ailing parent or an ailing spouse. This happens all the time. And if your plan is for you to work to 70 and you get phased out of your job at 61, (laughs) that changes everything.
1: We have an individual in our office that um, is experiencing this, right? But he's a very um, great employee, so we're finding a way for him to continue to work at our firm. But the story goes, and it's very common, I'm sure, to a lot of you. um, Older parents. I think his father's in um, late 80s, right? And um, now just about legally blind. And mother's in... Bad health as well, and then so they're thinking, all right, well, let's. I think it's time we put mom and dad in, you know, in in, uh, a home. Right. So they go down, and mom and dad are all on board. Yeah, we probably need a little bit of assistance, you know, with some minor things, you know, but they they can still take care of, you know, ninety percent of the day to day life. But there's some things, right, that they need help with, and if if the dad's now legally blind and mom's in frailing health, that that's not a very good combination. Right. So all of a sudden it's like, all right, well, so they drive to the home. All right, mom and dad, here you go. And what do they do? Hell no. I ain't <laughs> going here? You're crazy.
2: Day before they left. Yeah.
1: You are out of your mind if you think I'm going in this home. I, I trip over stuff and you know, I know where everything is, right? And so then they have a family meeting. Hey, maybe my my sister can, can help out. You know, they're currently retired. Maybe yeah, they're they can help working, out. Not working, right? Right. Nope. Sister says no. No, thanks. No, thank you. Not doing it. So of course. All right. Well, here there's a great man that he is. All right. I'm going to take the responsibility and I'm moving to Arizona. I have to take care of, you got to take care of business. And so, all right. Well, in most circumstances, I would imagine, you know, they would have to resign or, you know, try to find another job or things like that. And so we found a way to, for him to work remotely. But I mean, th- th- I mean, it, it, it happens all the time.
2: It does. And so here's a guy in our firm that's in his early 60s, assuming his plan was that he'd work till 70. And so then he's got to go take care of his dad. Right. And so you're right. It happens all the time. And so the what what you need to do, of course, is you need to have plan A, but also plan B, plan C, because there's things that happen that you don't expect. Yeah, totally. Right? So here's another one, Joe. Until what age do you think your money needs to last in retirement? And uh, let's see, 12% said 91 to 95. 9% said 96 to 100. 2% said older, right? So if we add that up, roughly 20%, maybe 21, 22%, 90 and above. 80%, you don't have to worry about getting to 90. The, here's <laughs> Here's the reality, though is we know that a 65-year-old male, just a single male, the average life expectancy is 84, and a female is 88. But interestingly enough, when you put a husband and wife together, now we have two lives, there's a 50% chance that one of them will live to age 92. Okay, And if you just look at a single male, there's a 25% chance that the male will live to age 92, and a female uh, to age 94 right? And a, and a couple to 97, 25%. Right. So you better make sure that you have a plan for your money to last into
1: the 90s. Well, how many times do you hear this? Is that what we do on cash flow analysis, of course, we're a financial planning firm. And so we take a look at exactly what you currently have saved, what you're currently spending, what your current fixed income sources are, and then we map it out and say, okay, well here, given taxes, given inflation, given what you're spending, given what your asset levels are, and assuming a conservative rate of return, you're going to run out of money at age 74. And then they'll look at it, 74. Well, that ain't bad. (laughs) (laughs) You're living in fantasy land right now. What are you talking about? Yeah.
2: Well, they, and they look well at, I think
1: I'm probably going to die about 75 anyway. You know
2: yeah, I mean? yeah. well, if you look at the life expectancy tables of an infant, right, that that's to 78. And they think, well, I'm not quite as healthy as a normal person, so 75. Well, if you already made it to 65 male, your life expectancy is 84. Right, exactly. Because right? Yeah. you passed all that other step. So here's another quick one. Uh, do you plan to work in retirement? 46% of my fellow baby boomers said yes. They plan to work in retirement. 33% said no. 21% said they're not sure. So you have about 80% yes or maybe, right? What's the stats? Here's the stats. Only 12% of retirees actually work in retirement. If your plan is to have income in retirement from your own labor, you might want to think again.
1: Right. Uh, And then it's like, well, you know, I really want to get out of this job you know, I'm making $150,000 a year, but it's stressful. I I don't want to do it, so I want to retire. And then I'm going to consult, or I'm going to do this, and you know, something a little less strenuous, and right. probably make $80,000, $90,000. Good. I mean, that's very difficult to do. You know, it might sound good on paper. Oh yeah, I can quit this really nice, high paying job. But if you just worked that high paying job maybe for two more years, then you're good for the next 25. You know, and so it's it, it, people. Kind of talk themselves into things, but then in reality, it's something completely different. If you take a look at the statistics,
2: yeah, that it it is true. And and when you look at some of these risks, it's it's important that you have a well thought out plan. But you've got to have a lot of wiggle room for contingencies because things will happen that you don't expect. And and it's people that are planning to work till seventy and then work part time thereafter, right? And then they don't they only need their money till age eighty five. It's it's a bit of a fantasy.
1: I mean, I talk to hundreds of people about planning for retirement every year, maybe even thousands. Uh, you know, these are friends and neighbors, people who live right here in um, you know, Southern California. I teach retirement planning courses three nights a week for the last 10 years. I see thousands, thousands of you. And the same things come up in nearly every conversation. I don't want to lose one dime. I don't trust the stock market. I'm afraid of running out of money in retirement. right? Does that sound like you? Do you worry about the same thing? Do you actually have a plan though? I mean a real plan. Or do you wonder if you have all the pieces to the retirement puzzle? Look, if you want to make your money grow further in retirement, you don't need to have a hundred million and need to make every dollar count. You just need a plan. Got to take a break. We'll be back in a second. Show's called Your Money and it's Your Wealth right here on AM760 KFB.
0: This is Your Money, Your Wealth on Talk Radio 760,
1: KFMB. Hey, welcome back to the program. The show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. My name's Joe Anderson. I'm a certified financial planner. I'm with Big Al Klopine, He's a CPA. Thanks for tuning in, talking about retirement or the lack thereof um, in regards to some individuals. Um, so now is the time to get a plan in place. And it doesn't have to be a 1,000-page document. It could be on one sheet of paper. What are you trying to accomplish? What do you need to do? And put yourself through and make some good decisions right but it's procrastination kills people Uh, i think they think of that other things are going to happen they put paint maybe a rosier picture than than reality right right
2: joe when you think about the all the people that we see each and every week uh, would you would you have a guesstimate as to how much folks are saving as a percentage of their income towards retirement and uh, he, if yeah, I
1: would say on average, it's probably, well, the people that come and see us, they, I would say they save 10 times more than the average.
2: Right, I would agree with that. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: but I would say the average savings rate here in the U.S. is probably, what, 4 or 5%? Yeah,
2: I would agree. And so this is a Fidelity survey of baby boomers, and they said, how much income do you defer for retirement? And you know what? 10% to 12%, 12% to 14%, 14, 14 plus 14 percent 55% of the people say they're saving at least 10%. Now you and I know that that is nowhere near the average. Right. You just read the stat not too long ago. The average 401k balance in the country is $14,000. You're Right. Right. You're not saving 20, 10% of your salary exactly. to, to get that. But so the thing is, uh, a couple things. <laughs> One is either those that took this survey are not exactly being truthful. Well, they, I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to do. <laughs> yes. Yeah, which they Next never year. do, right? Because of procrastination. Right. Or maybe it's just the people that actually take a survey like this are doing pretty well. Sure. Right? Those that don't put their head in the sand.
1: Right. I mean, I guess someone that's not saving is, might not be filling out the. Well, I mean, I wonder if they called them randomly.
2: Yeah, I don't know how. It's, I just happened to find it on Fidelity's website. But I, I would think if you're not saving much, you probably don't go to Fidelity's website and look, hmm, how can I figure out how to retire, right? Sure. Because you got your head in the sand. And, right. and according to the Fidelity website, uh, it says uh, by saving at least 10 to 15% of your income towards retirement, that's that would be the goal or should be the goal. And if you think about it, you just take a look at what you are saving in your 401k versus what your salary is and figure out that percentage. So if you make 100000 bucks, you want to save $10,000 to $15,000. And probably for a lot of you, it's nowhere near that. And so we tell we, we talk to you guys all the time about if you're short then start increasing it, because it's not all or nothing, right? So if you're saving 4% this year, save 5% next year, 6% the year after, and get yourself to the point where you're eventually saving between 10 and 15%. And now if you're older and you're closer to retirement and you're behind, there's, there's no time to waste. You, you have to save as much as possible right now, but if you're younger, you can kind of make some course corrections.
1: Uh, Forbes had 13 financial risks you can avoid. Um, And then here are some examples of it. Um, Here are, let's see, you have an old or no no estate planning document. I would say a lot of people do not have a proper estate plan in place, Right. um, or it's outdated, or they might have old IRA accounts that list maybe an ex-spouse as their beneficiary, or maybe a, a sibling when they've been married for 20 years. You might be ignoring tax efficiencies or inefficiencies. Uh, You ignore the old adage, you can borrow from college, but not for retirement. You don't feel you'll live past average life expectancy. We just talked about that. So this is everything um, that Forbes, uh, this article from Forbes. Uh, You don't feel, let's see, you have ideas or dreams about retirement, but you don't discuss them with your spouse. How many times have we seen that?
2: That happens all the time. Right? Um, Sometimes sometimes we'll have uh, couples, or we think couples are coming to our office, and only one
1: of them shows up. (laughs) Says, I want to talk to you privately. Yeah, right. Because it's
2: money. This is very personal.
1: Yeah, and and there was another study that was done. It was like, all right, so they surveyed men. What do you want to do in retirement? And I think like 60 or 70% of men said, I want to spend more time with my spouse. Right. And then they surveyed the spouse. What do you want to do? The women. Yeah, the women. And then they're like, no hanging out with the husband it was like bottom of the list <laughs> I, I do not want that i'm pretty nervous about that yeah fact, i I'm really th- do i'm not thinking want... of going to work yeah right <laughs> i think um
2: <laughs> yeah right right
1: um let's see here your aging parents have the potential uh to suck you into a financial hole you're convinced the sky is falling you act on investment advice from your neighbor brother-in-law uh, most of your investments are pegged to your employer stock. You ignore your investments, so these are some financial risks that a lot of you are currently taking. Uh, so now is the time maybe to to take a look at the types of risks, and it's not just market risk. It's all sorts of types of of different types of risks. There's
2: a there's a lot of different kinds of risks, and and one of them that um, a lot of people don't think about is taxation right? Because when you look at where your retirement assets are located, probably for most of you, the majority of your retirement assets are in retirement accounts. Huh, That's kind of makes sense, right? So 401k, an IRA, 403b, whatever it may be, maybe you're getting a pension, hopefully, some of you anyway, Social Security. So then it's a question of, well, how are these items taxed? How are these income items taxed? And uh, I'll tell you what, Prepare to feel the pain. I don't know how to say it in any way. Uh, Withdrawals from traditional
1: IRAs and 401ks, they're taxed at ordinary income, which means your top tax bracket. So when you look at taxes, Al, when income tax was introduced in 1913, the top rate was only 7%. Within a decade, it rose to 77%, then fell to 25%. At the end of World War II, the top marginal rate was 94%! Yeah, can you believe that? 94% tax rate. That's that's before state. So you put this in context, the, t- the current top rate, 39.6, that seems pretty low. Yes. So the danger is, is that, alright, well here I'm saving money, I have it all tied up in a qualified retirement account, taxes relatively are low, right, and as tax rates go up, What is that going to do to the balance of your retirement account? So you're so worried about the market and what the market's going to do, but you're not really concentrating potentially on all hazards to that overall account.
2: Yeah, and it's uh, if you haven't saved any money, don't worry about it you're going to be in a low tax bracket. But if you've done the right thing, you're listening to our show, you've been diligently saving year after year, you've accumulated a a good sum in your IRA, your 401K, you've got other potential sources of income, and you want to live the same lifestyle or better, well, guess what? You're going to be in the same tax bracket, if not higher. And what if tax rates go up? I mean, last time I looked, Joe, the, the national debt was about $18 trillion or close to it. And so how is that going to be paid back? Well, unfortunately, taxes are likely going up in the future. And so what you really need to do is start planning for that. And by planning for that, it's like, okay, if I've got all my money in 401ks and IRAs, maybe I need to start moving some of that money into like a Roth IRA, for example. Maybe do a Roth IRA conversion. Yes, I have to pay the tax on the conversion. But once the money goes into the Roth IRA, all future withdrawals from that account are tax-free and by the way I don't even have to take a required distribution it's such an important strategy to help control your taxes because taxes they they don't stop when your paycheck does in fact tapping your retirement nest egg comes with all sorts of new rules and opportunities instead of contributing to tax deferred plans to reduce your taxes you'll start tapping into those for savings for income and paying taxes at your regular rate unless you're tapping into a Roth IRA so as you near retirement, tax planning becomes even more important than ever, but you must use a forward-thinking tax strategy because you have more control over paying taxes in retirement than you think,
1: more so than any other time in your life. The show's called Your Money, Your Wealth, uh, right here on AM760 KFM.
0: Now back to Your Money, Your Wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMB.
1: Hey, welcome back to the program. The show's called Your Money, Your Wealth, my name's Joe Anderson. I'm a certified financial planner. I'm with Big Al Clopin, He's the CPA. Thanks for tuning in today. When uh, we got back from the break here, or the previous segment, um, Al was talking about taxes, and when when income taxes were introduced, uh, what now a hundred and. Two, three years ago,
2: 1913. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say 1911, but somewhere in there.
1: Top rate was 7%. The next year, it jumps up to almost 80%. It wasn't It
2: that crazy? They put it in place because people said, because they said, yeah, it's only 7%. Don't worry about it. And then they changed it to
1: 80. 80 the next year. <laughs> and then it stuck uh, with 80 until about 1925. And then it went back down to about 25% for a couple of years. And then 1935 it was up to about 60 some odd percent. And then by the time 1945 hit, it was in the 90s. Top marginal tax rates, folks. In the 90s. And it was from 1945 to about 19 about 20 years it was right. that high. And then it was 70% for 30 years. 30 years, Big Al. Yes. And then Reagan got into office right in the 80s. And then it brought it down to 50. And then we went down to 35. And now we're at 39.6. So the danger is this is that if you choose to defer taxes now and rates move to 90%. Let's just hypothetically. There were 90% for many 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 years in the past. So it could happen. We're not seeing it is, but it could. You've exchanged a tax of 39.6 for one of 90. Such a drastic rate spike seems highly unlikely in the near future, but any tax increase can shrink or even outweigh the benefit of the deferral. And what I mean by deferral is your standard 401k plan, IRAs, 403Bs, TSPs, 457s, and the like. In this context, two other factors become important: time frames and investment returns. The longer your time frame, the greater the value of the compounding through deferral is. All right? So If you are investing for retirement 65 or 70 years from now, well, then the deferral is almost certainly the best strategy, even if rates do go to 90%. Deferral uh, would be better than paying that 39.6 tax, as long as annual returns are over 7%. Okay? Okay. On the other hand, if you need your money for your own retirement in 20 years, and tax rates at that time reach 90%, the returns that you would have to do compounded is forty five percent a year in order for the d- deferral to make sense. Forty five percent per year.
2: Yeah, that's not going to happen.
1: It's not. I mean, and so that's ninety percent. I mean, I don't think ninety percent is going to happen either. No. But, but do you think it could get to fifty percent? Do you think it yes. could get to sixty percent?
2: Well, that's that. Right. That's the that's the comment. It, we're at thirty nine point six right now. Could we go to forty five without much difficulty? Right. And so. Any increase is going to, going to change the whole, out, uh, the whole retirement landscape. And a lot of you guys that have saved money in retirement, you're going to be in these higher brackets. And, and this is one of the biggest misconceptions, I think, in retirement planning today is I will be in a lower tax bracket in retirement. And we go through this, Joe, time after time maybe maybe someone maybe a husband or wife has, has been a professor at a college and they we look at their salary 150,000 look at their pension 120,000 okay then the other the other spouse had social security so we add that up now we're back to 150 oh they got million or 2 million in their their 403b's 401k's right so you take the required distributions and their other interest dividend income, so now their income in retirement is 250000 when they're used to making, you know, one hundred fifty plus whatever the other spouse earned, right? And it's, it's like they're in higher brackets than they were. And the, 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 the solution to this is to do a forward-looking tax plan, which looks at all kinds of tax returns years from now to figure out what tax brackets you're going to be in. And I, I would suggest that you guys do it even under the current tax system taxes will likely go up but do it under the current system and then see if you're going to be in higher brackets later and some of you many of you are start even i mean
1: even i mean that was a pretty extreme example but let's say this i mean all you have to think of maybe i'm making eighty thousand dollars a year and i want to replicate my paycheck right most people want to maintain their same lifestyle what al and i find is that you spend a little bit more money significant amount of you spend more money in your first five to ten years in retirement because guess what when you're retired it's Saturday every single day. So just like today, just think of that every single day. What are you doing right now? You're probably driving to Home Depot, buying something, right? fixing something up, doing whatever. That's where people spend money. So if I'm looking at replicating my paycheck and all of my money is sitting in a retirement account and I'm taking this paycheck of 80,000, now I'm replacing the $80,000 of income for my 401k plan, how am I going to be in a lower tax bracket when the 401k plan is taxed just like your paycheck? I mean, you'll save FICA tax. Oh, granted, yes. there, right? But from, you know, I, I think the perception is is that, all right, well, here, I'm, in, I'm paying so much in tax now. Once I'm in retirement, I'm probably not going to pay any tax at all. And that's not the case. I mean, yeah, in your example, they're going to be in a significantly higher tax bra- bracket. But just for like Joe Schmo, like me, I'm going to be in the same tax bracket because I'm saving enough just to maintain my same lifestyle.
2: Yeah. And uh, many of the so called pundits out there will tell us, well, you know what? You can live on 80% of your prior income. Yeah, but that's the academics. That's not real life. 75%. What we're finding is for the baby boomers, they actually, just what you said, Joe. So you retire, you want to have some fun. You want to travel more. You want to play golf more. You want to do whatever. These things cost money. And so I would say factor on spending maybe 120 times your prior spending, which means by definition, if all of your money, if all your savings is in a retirement account and you have to pull it out to cover your lifestyle, you're actually in a higher tax bracket.
1: Right. And so then you're looking at, all right, well, how can I still maintain the lifestyle or even 120% as Al just alluded to you? How do I do that and stay in a lower tax bracket? Well, the answer is, is that you have to take a look at how are you saving your money? How much money do you need to save, first of all, to get you to your goal? But then where are you putting it? Is it all in the 401k or do you have a Roth IRA? Do you have a Roth component in your 401k? Because the Roth component grows tax-free for you. And here's another thing too, is that it's like, all right, well, if I invest in a Roth, what's after tax. Well, yes, of course. Anything that uh, you bought your house, that's after tax, right? Everything that you're spending money on, any savings that you have outside a retirement account is after tax. When you pull money out of a retirement account, it is fully taxable. So, but the problem is that if I'm saving money pre-tax, that's a tax savings, right? How many people save that tax savings? I put $10,000 in my 401k plan. I saved $2,500 in tax. How many of you think they're saving that $2,500 that you saved in tax? No, you're spending it. So to make this apples and apples, yeah, you have to save the tax savings too to outweigh, in my opinion, the power of tax-free compounding.
2: Yes, I, I would agree with that. Right? Yeah, a- absolutely. Because... And that's the thing. I mean, we so we get so used to in, in in Southern California spending what we make. I mean, that's what most of us do. We spend what we make, and if we get a raise, we spend it. Or if we if we make less for some reason, maybe we sell product and and we maybe we sell cars, and we're having a bad year. We'll figure out how to spend less. Or worse yet, we'll actually build up our credit cards so we can still spend the same amount. It's kind of partly the American way. And Joe, it's it's a lot of this to me comes down to misconceptions about future tax rates, misconceptions about what tax bracket I'm going to be in the future, and also the fact that a lot of people don't really feel like they have any control over their taxes because they a lot of people think it's just I I give my stuff to the accountant and I get a tax return back and I got to pay or maybe I get a little refund. But when you're retired, guess what? No more refund. Now you're paying all the time, right? You don't have withholding anymore in most cases. Sure. Maybe pension, maybe some of you, but in most cases, no withholding. So you're making estimated payments. April 15th rolls around. It's not a fun thing because it's not a refund anymore. You're owing taxes. But the truth is you do have more control over paying taxes in retirement than any other time in your life because you get to design your own paycheck if you will from your own investment sources if you got some money in a Roth IRA if you have some money outside of retirement accounts that you need to be thinking about to create a better retirement for you but currently your advisors are probably not telling you how to do this you know your stockbroker your financial advisor maybe even your tax preparer they're they're it's not really their expertise on how to lower your taxes in retirement, but there is a way to do it. It's by having a forward looking, tax efficient strategy.
1: Uh, we'll be back in just a second. Show's called Your Money Your Wealth, right here on AM760 KFMB.
0: This is Your Money Your Wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMB.
1: Hey, welcome back to the program. Show's called Your Money Your Wealth. Uh, my name's Joe Anderson. I'm a certified financial planner with Big Al Clopine. He's a CPA. Uh, right here on AM760 KFMB. Your money, your wealth. Go to purefinancial.com for more information on us. Uh, I'm going to rattle off a couple of statistics here, Al, All right. and then we're going to kind of switch gears here. 56% Americans have less than $10,000 saved for retirement. 56%. One in three Americans have $0 saved for retirement. Women more likely than men to have no or little retirement savings. Two third of women, 63 percent, said they have no savings or less than ten thousand in retirement savings. Uh, this is all from uh, Bankrate.com. The gap between men and women's retirement savings widens as balances get higher. Where men and women are about as likely to have ten thousand to a hundred thousand dollars saved for retirement, men are twice as likely as women to have balances over two hundred thousand uh, dollars. Let's see, retirement savings correlate closely with age. Okay. How much millennials, Generation X and boomers have saved? Well, of course, the millennials, they don't really have a lot of money saved. They haven't
2: been saving that long.
1: Generation X doesn't have a lot of saved. And guess what? Boomers and seniors?
2: thats so good.
1: They don't have anything saved either. <laughs> Three out of five millennials have started a retirement fund, though. That was interesting. Yeah, that's good. 42% of millennials have not begun saving for retirement. So... I mean, the list goes on and on. I hate these surveys, but I mean, the truth of the fact, 28% of people over 55, no savings. Wow, 28%, nothing. So so a third, right? Yeah. A third. Yeah, a third. Um, So how do you get caught up? Um, How to catch up if you're behind, right? Well, the first step is to start, right? Get a plan in place. Figure out what you need to do. You'll be surprised. Um, of compound interest. If you can start scrounging up a couple of bucks, the next thing you know, and if you have a little bit of time, um, you know, change your priorities a little bit, you know, and then save like you're going to retire tomorrow, and then you can get the right mindset.
2: How many times have we talked to people, or we've done presentations, and someone's in their 50s, and they'll say, well, I, I like your presentation, but what about somebody in their 50s that hasn't done anything? And we always say the same thing. You got to start right away. You got to start now, right? And you got to be more, a little more aggressive than if you were younger. And so there, you are going to have to make some changes and some sacrifices. Because if you're used to spending every single penny, guess what? By the time you retire, by definition, you're going to be in a much different lifestyle. And I don't think you want that to happen. So what you need to do is start making those changes now. Start getting more used to it. And then if you're spending less, you're going to have money to save. And then when you do retire, you can actually keep that adjusted lifestyle, and it's going to be different for everybody. I mean, if you're in your early 50s and and starting, you still got a fair amount of time. Now, if you're 63 and have nothing, it's more difficult, and you're planning to retire at 64. That's unrealistic. You're going to have to work longer, or you're going to have to, um, if you if you're not in a in a position where you can work longer, you're going to have to figure out how to reinvent yourself. I mean, but I guess the most important point is to get started. now. Now because that's what people don't want to do. They keep procrastinating because, well, what's one day? What's one day? What's I'll do it tomorrow? What's what's one day? And then tomorrow comes, and it's the same mentality. And then next thing you know, a decade goes by, and you haven't done anything.
1: Yeah. yeah imagine if your retirement game plan was no longer just about a number or just about your investments. Imagine if you could fill in all the gaps and have all of your answers to a rock-solid retirement game plan that covered everything from A to Z. I mean, imagine what kind of confidence that would bring. Al, you took this quiz or something, didn't I, you?
2: I did, it's, uh, it's on a website called mashable.com, M-A-S-H-A-B-L-E.com, and it was kind of fun, Joe. I took this actually yesterday, and the question, the survey was, what's your epic retirement passion project? Okay, they asked you 10 questions, and you have four choices for each question. I'll just give you a couple of them, just so you have a sense of what, what kind of questions they are. So here's one. The first one is um, uh, I tend to thrive on self-reflection, attention from others, creating things, or intellectual stimulation.
1: What do I thrive on?
2: Yeah, what do you thrive on? A lot. Self-reflection. No. Attention from others.
1: Yes, love attention.
2: Creating creating things and internet or intellectual stimulation.
1: I love attention Al.
2: Yeah. I picked that one too. <laughs> Second one is um uh, I most closely associate myself with the element of water, wind, earth, fire. Oh my god! This is so awful.
1: Water, wind, earth, earth or fire. fire? I like that band.
2: Yeah, <laughs> earth, wind, and fire.
1: Um, I'm not. I, I, You're guess, not getting I, anything? I, I guess I'm not one. Um, you know, I'm not really earthy. It's not. I'm not.
2: I... <laughs> well, I'll tell you. I, I said water. Uh,
1: oh, all right. Sure, maybe fire. Fire. <laughs> maybe fire.
2: How about this? Uh, the most adventurous thing I'd consider doing and enjoy learning how to juggle fire. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Opening an online business. Ooh. Okay. Running a marathon for
1: charity. Going on a safari. And enjoy. Adventurous. Well, I mean, starting a business online is not adventurous. That's like. Maybe for some people. Yeah, I guess that's just. That's pretty. <laughs> basic stuff there right. so I, that i wouldn't think yeah i, I don't know i i, I want to be a magician so so you want to juggle, juggle fire, fire. oh
2: because well, your elements fire yes oh, i can gonna, hardly wait to plug yes. these in for you i'm
1: gonna juggle fire
2: anyway yours was a safari safari yes it was and i how about this the quirky television character i most closely relate to is gilligan gilligan silent <laughs> uh cosmo kramer on seinfeld uh, Bethany Frankel of Real Housewives, or Phoebe Buffay, Friends.
1: <laughs> oh, you're not giving me much to go those, with here Those now. are tough. Yeah, I, I had a
2: tough one with that. Oh, I with that.
1: man. Um, I guess, I don't know, Gilligan?
2: Okay, that's what I did too. <laughs> anyway, I answered all these questions. I now know what I'm going to be doing in retirement. What? Sailing around the world. Really? Yeah. While a nice, quiet retirement may be ideal for some, you get your primary satisfaction out of new adventures and exposing yourself to challenges.
1: No, because you picked Gilligan <laughs> and water, right? Probably. I'm yeah. Gilligan in fire, so I'm going to burn <laughs> at the stake with a stupid I hat don't know. on.
2: I don't know what yours is going to be. It says, you're an adventurer at heart, and you'll never be satisfied sitting at home twiddling your thumbs. Chances are you've always harbored the itch to sell everything you own, Buy a sailboat and embark upon a global adventure. Now's your chance to do just that. Think
1: what, what what website is that?
2: Mashable, M-A-S-H-A-B-L-E dot com. And in the, the search box, just, just type in epic retirement and find out what your retirement passion is. Maybe I'll change it to fire and see what how that yeah.
1: changes. Mashable. All right. Well, I'm going to do it uh, next week. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll let everyone know what I'm going to do. Yes. Uh, That's it. For Big Al Clopine, I'm Joe Anderson. Have a great weekend, everyone. show's called Your Money, Your Wealth right here on AM760 KFMB.